Hello again, everyone. This is Dr. Richard Amos today. In this podcast, I'm going to talk to you about energy. Now, energy can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So let's just roll it out. Now, energy, when I think about that, I go back to my childhood when they said, God is everywhere. They said when I was a kid. And they also said that Santa Claus is everywhere. How is this possible? Now they say energy is everywhere. So now we're swapping the word energy for God, and sometimes even Santa Claus, if you're a kid. The way I see it, God is where we are, and God is where we are not. Energy is something we have a lot of, or not a lot of. Age, conscience, and wisdom tell us to conserve our energy. Stock up the energy and use it wisely. A man in his 70s told me the other day, I'm very selective about how I use my energy. If we don't, life will tell us to slow down and make better use of it, maybe by an injury or a disease. But energy can also be about a room or a person. When I walked into the room, it felt really heavy, really dense. Or this person is just so full of good light. They're so positive. They're so nice to be around. So energy can be about a room or a person. Now, our DNA vibrate at 1,000 cycles per second. That's fascinating. You can't even see that. Now, the Earth vibrates too, and the sun vibrates as well. In considering energy, there are two groups of people in the world. And think about energy in terms of God. God and us are separate. God made the heavens and the earth. We didn't. God exists apart from us, as in modern religion or some other form or paradigm. Everything in existence is part of God, and God is in everything. So we are one with God and everything that exists, or we are apart from God. It seems like there, there are two paradigms in the world now. So which one do you feel like you fit into? Both paradigms are equally fascinating. We can think we are inherently good or say we are born into sin. I think we are born good consciously and unconsciously corrupted by life, the world, and those who raise us. We can call it energy, chi, chakras, spirit, whatever fits you. Now, quantum physics makes it all mind-blowing now, and so there's so much order in the universe that it suggests there is a divine presence organizing all these things that we can't even see. So science is merging with religion now. Is science catching up to religion or spirituality? Balancing our energy is no easy task, or is it? Some people stay peaceful while others freak out in the midst of a storm. Why is that? What is balanced? A person who is centered, secure, and personally safe while being grounded? A balanced person can be described as patient, enduring, creative, willing to change and nurture oneself, totally alive, in good health, who trusts and feels vitality in their life, while being prosperous as well. Powerful, motivated, decisive, and they have a good self-image. They're intuitive, intellectual, visual, and imaginative. And they make decisions out of 
love, not fear. People are conduits of energy. There are storms going on inside of us or outside of us. These storms are often hard to see. Storms come from families. Criticism is absorbed and stored in the body. We don't always know that it is another person's energy. If we believe it, then our energy declines. Moving from one city to another or home to another, experiencing the death of a loved one, divorce, can generate self-criticism. Regardless, we are still creating energy, negative energy albeit. Just approving of and accepting our feelings helps create positive feelings. Now we have a lot of terrorism on TV and it's been that way for a long time. But sometimes we terrorize ourselves with our own mind. It's easy to scare ourselves with our thoughts and forget that we can have a more pleasurable image to think about. Being pleasing and kind to others only works for so long. What about you? Being kind and generous with oneself is the beginning of it. I once heard that kindness is the beginning of wisdom. Think of the person you love the most and treat yourself like them. How could you praise yourself? We are programmed to judge ourselves and other people. How can we offend and praise ourselves at the same time? Yourself and your thoughts are two different things. You are pure energy and have the power to change in ways that serve you or don't serve you. See what your thoughts are teaching you. When you criticize yourself, you change your energy and your spirit breaks down. Praise and encouragement bring it back up. Spend time with God. Listen to music. Go for a walk. Sit outside. Try to rebalance your energy. Reaching out is a strength, not a weakness. When we are depending on God, we are strong because we are living by faith. Wherever there is a negative in us, there is a need. Criticisms and judgments are actually disguised needs. Without knowing it, we create negative thoughts because of a need that we didn't know how to feel. We can develop new patterns of meeting our needs and our energy changes. Judging and criticizing ourselves is like vandalizing the temple. Our bodies need optimal energy, sunshine, exercise, rest, calm, jogging, or playing with our pets. We may restore our energy by doing these things. Exercise is different than it was 20 years ago. 20 years ago, let's say when a person is 20, they go to the gym to get ripped, to work out, to get huge, whatever. But when people are in their 50s and 60s, they're used using it to maintain their health. They're trying to build up their energy and use it in a wise way so they can function better. So our perception of exercise is different based upon our age. Much more aware now of the value and energy and health in my life. When I was younger, I didn't think about it that much. I like to work out and be strong, but now I prioritize my energy and my health. Life likes to balance itself out. When we are young, we say, I'll never die. 
Eventually that changes to don't die. Forgive yourself. Life is short. Remember that pride, thinking you're better than others, and self-pity, thinking you're not as good as others, are your enemies. Theories, science, religion, and philosophy are ways people try to live and understand life. I never met two people whose beliefs are exactly the same, yet I believe we have one creator. Life seeks to balance itself out. You can't have more north than south than east than west. Yin is formless and yang is a form. This energy is coexisting and complementing each other. Some say life seeks to crash into our fears so can, we can release wounds and fears. Technology pulls us away from nature. Nature is simplicity. Da Vinci said simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. When I was little, I didn't think about time except for it takes a long time to go from first grade to 12th grade. Time and energy are our most precious commodities. So then what is important to you? Now is the most important time and only time in your life. Weeks go by now like a falling star. When I was little, it took forever for a week to go by. Now it goes by so quickly. When we're young, we run into things and we don't care. When we're older, we run into things and go to physical therapy. I ran into the ocean. There's a lot of big waves. I ended up going to physical therapy. What is really important to you? Do we have purpose and meaning? Are we fulfilled or are things left undone? Jesus' calling encourages us to live in the moment. Einstein, Alan Watts, Eckhart Tolle all say there's no such thing as the past or the future. And in Jesus' calling, we're encouraged to live in the moment. Someone said they find themselves living between two crosses, the cross of the past and the cross of the future. When you are a therapist, you find yourself reading a lot and in your head a lot. I do that. I'm constantly reminded to get out of my head and find the miracles around me in the trees, the deer, the sky, the water, the flowers, nature. The challenge is to get out of our heads. Clutter and complications are like barnacles in our minds. People are trying to sort everything out. It's impossible. Someone who gave me a Buddha statue when I asked what it meant to them said, if you really love yourself, you won't do anything to hurt anyone else. An article on marriage indicated that kindness and generosity make the master couple. It's about simplicity. That is balance. That is Zen. That is simplicity. In crime shows, they use sophisticated technology to find that certain someone they're looking for. Usually the trail has something to do with money. So they stalk the money trail. In therapy, I feel like I'm always stalking the fear trail in each person. There, in a person's fear, will lie their challenge. It may be to be connected to life. It may be to express their feelings. It may be to make decisions. It may be to love and be loved. It may mean to speak their truth or to trust their intuition or to be connected to the divine. 
when I ask people if they love themselves, they are very often confused or bewildered by what that means to them. The ultimate challenge, a wise man said, is to let fear be our teacher, not our enemy. When we learn from what our fear is, we take our power back instead of it being siphoned off. We all have habits in the morning like brushing our teeth, going to work, and so on. Habits we don't have control over become addictions, and then our life becomes controlled by that. Our energy gets out of balance, and then our energy can flag for years. Even as a nation, we seem so out of balance because of addictions to drugs and alcohol, money, technology, people, and so on. I believe that connecting with our spirit is the single most important component to healing our lives. It takes practice. Each day, set aside time for what feels right for you to connect to your spirit, whether it be meditation, yoga, prayer, being in nature, working your steps, working out, reading, singing, or whatever. This is plugging yourself into the divine. In therapy, I played meditative music in the background. I once had a surgery and listened to music in recovery. It was great. It was different frequencies blended together or one frequency by itself. People say it's relaxing. I think it's relaxing too. I believe music has the power to heal and we can use it to restore our energy and balance. Our energy involves self-healing, emotional well-being, vitality, creativity, and personal growth. My mom would tell me, be good to yourself. That meant love your neighbor as yourself. Anita Morjani, an author, said in her work, your mission is to be you. My mother told me, one of my brothers, that she was not afraid to die. That was a poignant moment for her, for me, and for life. Here is the most loving person loving themselves by saying they are not afraid to die. That's a lifetime achievement when we're spending all this time trying to stay alive. Be you. Love you. Let fear be your teacher. There is only love. Fear is the absence of love. I heard love is the highest form of vibration. Loving ourselves is our highest priority. We may need different things at different times. Our lives may require action or inaction. We can restore balance by gardening, creating, praying a rosary, being out in nature, feeding our fish, hiking, etc. So think about it. What is energy to you? How do you look at that? How does it apply to you? What is important to you? Think about it. Thank you for listening.